You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolize Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome to I'll Hang Up and Listen. I am Dwayne from Two Goalies, One Mike, riding once again solo today after a 4-3 win by the Buffalo Sabres over the Carolina Hurricanes. And, uh, and he, to keep their playoffs hopes alive, um, you know, Casey Middlestat with possibly his best game of the season. Um, my glasses are crooked. I don't know how that happened. Uh, 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 there we go. Uh, Casey Middlestat with probably his best game of the season with two goals today. Um, really fitting in to that top line role. Um, you know, Darlene possibly was best game in at least a month. Uh, goal to assist. And, you know, we all saw they called it the save of the game, the big uh, shot block. When, uh, a play, you know, kind of went awry in front of the net. Loose puck scooted over. And uh, Darlene was there to get a stick on it before it go to the back of the net. And people don't even realize they're so focused on that shot block. They missed the shot block he made literally moments before that. Uh, so he had it possibly his best game at both ends of the ice, maybe even all season. Um, and then uh, Tage Thompson continuing his his quest to get 50 goals this season. I know time is running out. Uh, unfortunately, an injury this season may have ruined that. But nonetheless, we've seen crazier things happen. We've seen him score six goals in, in a game this season. So uh, definitely still possible that uh, Rasmus Dahlin. God dang it. What is going on with these glasses? Hold on. Ah, there we go. Now they're straight. Uh, hopefully for the rest of the show. Uh, but we've seen crazier things happen this season. Uh, you've seen Tage Thompson score five goals in one game. Um, so, you know, I definitely think that we could, uh, you see him still reach that, uh, reach that goal or maybe even a hundred points. Again, time is running out. Sabres have two games in hand, full slate of games, uh, on, on the agenda today for the Sabres. We'll check the out of town scores, uh, for games that may have been played in a, in a, in a matinee format. Uh, as well. Um, I haven't honestly checked. I've been trying to avoid that. I've been kind of doing a little spring cleaning around the house. Um, been, uh, you know, going through a lot of stuff, you know, while the weather's nice, try to get ahead of things and, uh, you know, haven't really been paying attention to the out of town scores, but we will take a look while here on the post game show. Of, I'll hang up and listen. Um, <clears throat> but first things first, things I want to uh, definitely touch on. Um, and we'll go right back to it. Uh, middle stat just thriving on the top line. Um, you know, it was, uh, people have been very, very, very skeptical about, you know, Casey Middlestat. you know, will he, will, you know, will he be able to, um, you know, find a place in this lineup next season. And I believe he has 53 points on the, on the year, um, career high for him. A guy that has always left a lot to be desired, never really reaching his potential. 
And this year, I think with his back up against the wall, I think next season is an RFA. Uh, he's an RFA. Um, he's not dumb. He saw that there's a numbers game on this hockey team. And you saw the amount of centers they've taken over the last two drafts. Uh, you had Rosine, you have Kulik, you have Savoy, you have Noah Oslin, all of these guys who, you know, at least two of the four are going to be vying for, you know, a, uh, a position on this team next season, at least two, I'd say Kulik and Savoy at the very least. And it becomes a numbers game and you don't want to make yourself expendable. And I think Casey Middlestat this season has really finally, finally started to find his place on this team. Um, you know, he's, uh, you know, been embraced by his teammates in the, in the post game interview with Darlene, Darlene, eventually he's my best friend, you know, uh, you, you know, they're, they're very close. He's a lot of guys are very close. A lot of guys seem to love Casey. So I've, I, I, amongst many other fans have been very, very critical of him uh, in the past. Uh, I always thought that he wasn't putting the work in away from the rink. Um, always seemed to be coming to coming to camp, the same exact size. Whereas you see some other players who just put on the size Dali in one off season alone, put on like 15 pounds of muscle. And yeah, we all remember the, the ping pong picture in some random person's backyard, him wearing one of those pair of those like chubbies uh, shorts, but the guy looked like Ivan Drago playing ping pong. The guy just put on a massive amount of size. So, you always wanted that from Casey because I think some of the issues we've always seen from him in the past is his ability to be strong on the puck, his ability to not get knocked off pucks on the boards. Um, <clears throat> while sometimes that is still a little bit of an issue, um, I think, again, he's finally found his groove on this time. And that's kind of what happens when you're backed into a corner. I say this about goaltenders all the time. Uh, you always find out who, who a player truly is when their back is in a corner and he's finally starting to look like the player we drafted eighth overall. I, I wouldn't say that he's ever going to amount to that, to, to that pick eighth overall top 10 pick, but you know, it's a lot easier to stomach Casey Middlestack on this middle stack mill on this roster right now than it has been in the past. Um, his playmaking ability has been phenomenal. I think over, uh, I think it's something about in the last seven games, I think, you know, two goals and nine assists. Uh, over his last seven, which is, you know, outstanding, outstanding. I think I think he is his last seven games they, they showed on the TV. Um, you know, that play alone, um, uh, you, you just find ways to get himself in good spots uh, on the Darlene goal, fi- finding open, finding creases. Uh, you look at the, the Skinner goal. Um, <laughs> by the way, unbelievable deflection with the skate over to Middlestat, who went – forehand, backhand, and finishes up over anti-Ranta. Absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal play there by Skinner. Can't be understated. That's like a top 10 play of the NHL tomorrow on NHL Network, without a doubt. Uh, before we get to the peanut gallery here, and Mauricio's already coming in hot. Staying alive. Staying alive. Staying alive. Barely, I guarantee Sabres make playoffs in 2025. Finally, middle stat scored. He needs to contribute. Quinn and Paterka, invisible, coughing up turnovers. Poor defensive play. Uh, Quinn and Paterka, one of them needs to go back to uh, – that'll never happen, bud. They'll, they're not going back to the HL. It's the NHL. It's the it's the get-it-done league. Professionals play two ways. Check, defend, poor roster, make up too much offensive talent. GM needs to balance. <laughs> I love it how he tries to keep it on. It's six new players next year. Dwayne, ask your calls. His ideas, his free agents to sign trade, hold them accountable. Connor and including Adams. Uh, I fucking love it. Woo, woo, hoo. Give me a woo, whoops. 
Penguins won, I assume. Um, I again, I have not looked at the out of town scores. Huge win, and Levi showed out. Go Sabers! Uh, thank you, Robbie, Chris, Dirk. Happy to have, happy to have been at the game. Sick mitts with a great game. Awesome saves by Levi. It felt like 05, 06 playoffs in the arena. We're not done yet. The future is looking bright. Yeah, again, I, I think this could come down to the very last game of the season. Casey has been great getting better each game. I 100% agree, Gar. Uh, I, listen, um, if you're giving me this Casey middle stat, I want him on the team next year, without a doubt. The problem is you're going to have, you have such an influx of centers. Uh, you have Tage Thompson. You have Dylan Cousins. You have Casey Middlestat. You're going to have, I mean, right now Peyton Krebs playing up the middle, but then you're going to have two guys in Kulik and Savoy both pushing to be on this team next year. So somebody's going to have to change positions, you know, and with, you know, obviously whatever a player is an RFA, um, things sometimes seem to get hairy. You know, the player wants this much, the agent wants this much. Obviously you control their rights. Um, and you have the option of going to arbitration and whatnot, but, uh, for a player that's playing at the clip that Casey Middlestat is playing right now, you know, just say best case for New York case scenario for Casey, Middlestat, say he finishes the season with 60 points. He's just an outstanding end of the season really goes on a tear. You're looking at paying him five to 6 million a year without a doubt. There's no question. You will end up paying him between five and six. Hopefully, you know, he has embraced this culture and this team so much and how much this team has never lost faith in him, including Don Granato. And he's willing to take a little bit of a discount much like what Tage Thompson did, much what Dylan Cousins absolutely did. Um, I, I hope that, you know, we can keep him up, up in, in the fold. Uh, we'll see what happens. And, you know, as a, when he's a restricted free agent uh, after next season um, in the year 2024. So uh, he is signed through next se season. So I, I don't know. I, uh, again, if he continues to improve, I, right now, he's probably playing at a five to six million dollar player clip. Um, I assume that you know he would have a very similar, if not better, season next year. So things could tend to get hairy with KC Middlestat, but I is a guy I want to keep around for sure. We have him at least for one more year. So more more comments here uh, from Greg. Love seeing it in person with my wife and son for his first ever game. Go Sabers! Congrats to you and your family. Uh, being able to take your son to his first game. I'm sure that was a great moment for you as a dad and a Sabres fan. Uh, Darlene has got <laughs> Darlene and God, we trust big time player. Uh, Mitz is the perfect number three center going forward and good fill in. If Thompson uh, higher and good fill in, if Thompson goes down, okay. I'm assuming he might goes down. Uh, yep. That's what you meant. Um, yeah. hundred percent. I think that obviously middle stat playing in that top line role. I think that's just really a temporary thing. I don't think you'll see that next year. I think they're just trying to create some depth uh, in their top, uh, you know, uh, in their top three lines at the very least. Cause I think obviously you're not going to touch that fourth line of uh, Krebs, Poso and um, Gergensen's, but they're just trying to create depth um, is all. And it seems to be working. So, but next year I think you're going to see Skinner talking and, and TH right back together again, because when they're rolling, they're, one of the top lines in all of hockey. And right now they just don't have the depth to con to, to keep that line together and expect to win out pretty much is what they're going to have to do. So I, I can understand. And Middlestead has filled in very well. He absolutely has. So um, I 100% agree um, with Middlestead as your third line center next year. It's, it's going to be a situation that 
you're, you're going to be in a situation where you've been lacking for a long time, having depth up the middle. So uh, hopefully Casey, um, you know, is in that third line center spot and they find the right wingers for him. And you could have three scoring lines because again, that's something that this team has not had in a long, long, long time. Um, Marie, so trade Olsen and Quinn for a top line defenseman. Quinn's not going anywhere, bud. Sorry. He's not. Um, where's Connor. I'm here. Sabres win. Come on show up. Uh, passionate fans. Hold GM accountable. Win, lose, or tie. Um, he is on a party bus in California where he lives uh, for a friend's birthday party, going to some pool party in West, uh, West Hollywood. So uh, that's where he is tonight, unfortunately, unable to join. Um, other points, too, to talk about. And, again, this, this game was full of them. Uh, Darlene having a huge game at both ends of the ice. Uh, can't stress enough, that is probably one of the best games, if not the best game he's played all season. Uh, blocking shots, filling lanes. Uh, making a difference on the score sheet, scoring his first goal since this or December, January 23rd against Dallas. Um, you know, he, he, he was huge today. You know, they needed him to, to come up big and have his best game of the season. And he did hands down. He was phenomenal tonight or today. And, um, you know, he, he blocks that first shot. And then the, the moments later after, uh, a Levi save, Levi gets caught over on his glove side because of a puck that's uh, deflected back over to, to, uh, to, to his blocker side. No way he's getting over. No way any goalie is getting over to stop that. And Darlene is there in position to block that shot with the shaft of his stick. Uh, I'll try and pull that highlight up here momentarily. But, again, just a, a big game from him all around. Um, he was the best player on the ice for Buffalo tonight, without a doubt. Uh, you can't even question it. Uh and um, they're gonna need they're gonna need the, that every single game. They're gonna need Rasmus Dahlin to have his best game of the season every game from here on out. I think he knows it too. Um, you know, I think that put him at seventy two or seventy three points on the season. Obviously, a career high. Um, I believe the most points for a defenseman in Sabres franchise history was Phil Housley with eighty. Obviously, that's not out of reach, but um, I can guarantee you he gets it next year. You know, you know. If if having uh, a full season, if he stays healthy and plays a full season, he'll absolutely eclipse that and set the franchise record next year without a doubt. If he can't find a way to do it this year, um, but yeah, it just you you watch that goal where uh, him and Power, you know, are rarely on the ice together, but they were on the ice. Power gets the puck on the boards, feeds it over to Darlene, and Darlene just being given space. They were backing in. He weaved his way through traffic. And uh, I believe that was on the Casey goal. Finds Casey there uh, in, a, in a short ice kind of two-on-one situation. I know Bill Whippert had a phenomenal uh, overhead view of that goal. I'll try and pull that one up as well. And, uh, you know, he buried. Buried. So, uh, phenomenal game from from Rasmus Dahlin. I can't I can't stress that enough. Uh, they, needed, they needed him tonight, and he showed up. Um, Devin Levi keeps rolling. Uh, Improves his record to three and one uh, against Detroit. And here's the thing too, and I want to stress this: um, everything you need to know about how the organization feels about UPL and Comrie was said today. Um, it's not often this season we've seen goaltenders get three games and three starts in a row. I think I I saw online earlier. I think UPL done it did it five times this season, and uh, Eric Comrie twice. 
Uh, Craig Anderson, I don't believe, has ever started three games in a row. Um, but with that being said, your season's on the line every single game from here on out, and you're giving the kid the reins to the net. That you're telling him that's his net from here on out, and I think that just speaks volumes about their confidence in this 21 year, 21 year old goaltending prodigy. You know, uh, he's uh, been phenomenal for them uh, since he debuted against the Rangers, a game I was at, and the hype is real. The hype is so real, and he keeps rolling. And I think the only start you're, it will be hard to give him, even with the playoffs on the line, is that game against the Ottawa Senators. Fan appreciation night. Um, obviously, if Craig's healthy, I think you give him that game because it could be arguably, honestly, his last game of his career. And it's against a team that he spent a big portion of his career with, had his best moments of his career with, a team that supported him and his wife while she was battling cancer uh, in that great run to, in the, to the conference finals that uh, the Senators had. So I can definitely see them giving Craig Anderson that game just out of respect and knowing that it's probably the last game of his NHL career. So um, I think that might be the only game you don't see Levi in net from here on out no matter whether they're still in the playoff hunt or they're eliminated. There's just no way I don't see them not giving him that game. Uh, and I, I, and he should, he should, I can tell you this right now, me being a guy, I'm a bit, I'm a, I want to say I'm a Craig Anderson stand, but I've always been a big fan of his. Um, the second he retires and those, uh, those uh, Craig Anderson jerseys go on uh, clearance in the Sabre store. I'm absolutely buying a goat head one. If I can, hundred percent, without a doubt. Uh, I, 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 I've always liked him. I loved it when they signed him. I loved it that they brought him back. Um, you, you know, Devin Levi even said that a big reason why uh, he wanted to sign this season and get here as soon as he could was because of Craig Anderson and to be able to kind of be a little bit of his under of, of an understudy to with Craig. So, um, <clears throat> I think that would probably be the only game. You see Levi not play from here on out. They're going to ride that kid in, uh, you know, to, through the rest of the season. And it's going to be wild. Again, I know the Sabres have signed, sent out to their uh, their their playoff emails uh, after the after the six is it seven six win over the Red Wings. A lot of season ticket holders both happy and disgruntled with uh, <laughs> the pricing on playoff tickets. But um, regardless, they've sent out those emails. When's the last time they sent those emails out? When does anybody know? It's been a long, a long fucking time. And um, they sent those emails out, and it's gonna be pretty cool that if you know, with Levi and Ned, if they can find a way to get this team to the playoffs, um, it's gonna be pretty cool to see Devin Levi backstopping this team in the first round, probably against the Bruins. Um, I think that's how it'll line up. I'm not again the, the way the divisions are set up in the playoff playoff bracket is set up now i'm still pretty sure it would be against the bruins we'd be going as the last seed and i think that's how it works so um and that's a tall to ask that's a that's a tall ask but uh as we heard in levi's post-game interview uh after the detroit game bring it on right bring it on he want he wants the smoke and he thrives on it he he begs for it and let's give it to him 100 percent so, 
And that goes to the Sabres' playoff chances. Uh, they are currently four points back with two games in hand. Again, a lot of teams playing uh, today. I think every single team is playing uh, today because there were no games slated yesterday. So no, nothing about the playoffs uh, standings changed yesterday, but they are, I believe, every single team in the National Hockey League is playing today. So with that being said, let's go check out the out-of-town scores. I'll bring them up right now. Uh, NHL scores. I should have had this up right from the jump. Um, right now, games that matter to Buffalo. Yep, Penguins did beat the Red Wings 5-1. to one. So that's one game where Buffalo can't gain any points on any, any teams in front of them right there. Um, other games that will matter for Buffalo. Uh, Senators play the Lightning. I'm not sure how much that would matter for Buffalo. I believe they're behind us in the standings. Um, but uh, obviously you'd want Tampa to win there. Uh, Capitals and Panthers. I believe we want Capitals to pull that one out. That's today at 7 p.m. And then Flyers versus the Islanders at 7.30. Go Flyers. Uh, and that's really just about it in terms of games that would affect Buffalo. Tomorrow, uh, you got nothing on the, on, you know, on the slate that games that would affect Buffalo. And then come Monday, Buffalo plays the Rangers again. Um, and then Senators, Hurricanes, you want the Hurricanes to win there. Toronto plays the Panthers. You want to win from Toronto there. Capitals and Islanders, you want a Capitals win there, um, and so on and so on. And Sabers play the and again. Sabers have a tough slate in front. They have to they control their own destiny. They just have to keep winning. Uh, April eleventh, they have the Devils. And again, a very that's going to be a very tough game. Very tough game. Um, let's see here. Where else? And then final game of the season would be against the Blue Jackets. I believe in Columbus. Where is that Sabres uh, fan appreciation? There we go. Thursday, April thirteenth against the Senators. A game uh, they're slated to wear the goat heads. Um, I believe that'll be the last game in the goat head jersey, which kind of stinks because again, you'd assume Craig Anderson starts that game. I would love to see Devin Levi uh, don the goat head jersey in a game. Um, you know, barring them pulling Craig in that game, I don't think we'll be able to see it this year because I think that is the final Goathead game, if I'm not mistaken. So, again, there's a lot a lot of opportunity here for Sabres to gain points, but they have to win themselves. With today's win, I believe that puts them four points back with two games in hand. So you need a loss from those teams that are in front. You need at least one loss, without a doubt. I mean, I, I don't know how tiebreakers work, uh, would work in these situations. I have to see the head-to-head, -head, you know, whatever. It might be goal differential, whatever it is, uh, winning percentage. But you have to control your own destiny. You have to win your games. And then you have to hope for, at the very, without a doubt, one loss from those teams. So you can put yourselves in position to at least tie some of these teams. Um, and we'll pull up here the uh, NHL standings as well. Um, right now, the Buffalo Sabres sit with tonight's win. I believe that these are updated. They are 85 points. Yes, they have 85 points uh, with the Panthers four points ahead of them. They have one game in hand on the Panthers. Um, again, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the Panthers do play later on. They do. Um, and then the next teams ahead of them would be, 
Let's see here. The Penguins at 90. That'll be tough. They'll be tough to catch. But you have the Islanders there at 89 points. Capitals, I mean, we don't really have to worry much about them. They're at 77. So uh, those are the only the, the two realistic teams you're trying to catch right now are the Islanders and the Panthers. Um, Penguins, I mean, again, they haven't been playing that well up until today. But um, that's a team that re- realistic you're probably not catching. So it's going to come down to the Isles and the Panthers, teams you need to lo- need 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 to lose. So, uh, and again, I, everybody plays today for the most part. I'm pretty sure every single team plays. So, um, I think they're very much alive. I think they are. I think that um, this very well could come down to that last game of the season against Columbus. Uh, which unfortunately is not at home. Um, you want that game to be at home because I think the step, the atmosphere in the arena would be electric. I will say this: if it comes down to Columbus, there has to be a lot of Sabers fans there. We have to try and get as many Sabers fans to Columbus as we can because we have to be there for our boys in an, in an attempt to break the playoff drought. Uh, if it does come down to that last game against Columbus, I do know that on on this date today, uh, I think it was 11 years ago, the Sabers clinched a playoff spot uh, where they would eventually lose to the Flyers in the first round. I think it was like four games to one, uh, but that happened on this day in in Sabers history. Um, I saw it on the Crossing Swords page earlier. So um, again, I, I for for me, um, I think for a lot of fans. Um, this season has been awesome. Um, obviously, if you don't finish with the playoff uh, playoff berth and breaking the playoff drought, that sucks. It sucks a lot, but nobody expected us to be in this situation. I was optimistic. I thought, you know, maybe if we were dancing at the end of the season, you know, come March, you know, we were maybe just, you know, a few. I, th- I think I well, the way I worded it is this team was capable of maybe being five to, you know, six to eight points out of a playoff spot come March. I think that would have been a success, but I never, like never thought that they, in this, they in April, middle of April would be in this spot right here uh, on the, uh, I'm sorry, in the middle of April, April 8th would be in this spot right here, not eliminated, still very much in the conversation. Uh, and now they're finding some depth in their lineup. You're getting goals from Casey, you know, you're getting goals from Dylan Cousins. You're getting goals from Tage Thompson, Alex Tuck. Um, even Kyle Poso is contributing here and there. Gergensen's the other night. You're finding some depth scoring. Finally, Olafson sitting something that, you know, um, we've been wanting for a while. He hasn't, he hasn't touched the ice. Greenway's finding is finding his scoring touch. So, you know, you're getting everything that you've wanted depth wise here in this stretch guys are contributing and I think you know they're not perfect defensively but they're getting the saves they need from Levi they, you know the timely saves that we haven't been getting all season they, they still fall into some bad habits of puck watching it happened uh it happened not not necessarily today it definitely happened against Detroit but uh not tying up sticks in front of the net it drives me nuts um that one Akposo had the trailer on the one goal and you know, all you do is lift the stick, just lift the stick, quick stick check. It's not a penalty, lift the stick. No goal happens there. It's just little things like that, that drive me nuts in the defensive zone. Um, But the physical play today was phenomenal. You cannot deny that the Sabres matched their physicality today. Stillman had a huge hit. Yoki Haru had a big hit. Uh, Samuelson had a couple huge hits. Um, I, I don't blame Rod Brindamore for being angry about that, uh, 
after that goal that ended up giving him bench minor after Buffalo, uh, I think took, took, I want to say it was the game tying goal. Um, might've been the game tying goal, but uh, he took a bench minor cause he, he lost his mind. I don't blame him for losing his mind there because on the Stillman hit, he knew he had somebody coming and he dropped his gloves right away. Um, I forget who it was that went to the box. It was like kind of a light cross check. It probably didn't need to be called, but I mean, I think normally you have to take both guys there and which led to the power play, which led to the Sabres goal. So I don't, I didn't blame Rod, the Bob Brindamore for being, you know, livid there because he had every right to be. I think, I think they even mentioned the broadcast. Uh, he had every right to be angry, but you know, whatever it was two minutes on the power play. Uh, you know, two minutes we didn't spend in our end defending. So I'll take it. I'll absolutely take it, you know, because we've seen those plays go against Buffalo quite often this season. Uh, and even today, there, were, uh, you know, there was an interference call on Skinner that I didn't necessarily agree with because moments before that, I, again, I forget who it was. I mean, it was textbook interference with the blue line. Puck scooted behind the uh, Carolina player, and he literally did one of these. Did one of these to not let, let uh, might have even Skinner again, let, didn't let him through. And it's that's interference. It's the least called penalty in all of hockey, and it drives me absolutely up a fucking wall. Uh, it, it needs to be called more often. Um, but I digress. Uh, Sabres found a way to win. Um, they got the saves when they needed them. Darlene, best game of the season by far, I think, in my opinion, at least. Um, you know, Samuelson had a great game tonight, played physical. Um, tough. Yeah, I, I want to say Stillman didn't have a bad game. Obviously, that was a tough bounce off his skates on the one goal. Um, you know, again, you saw it happen to Owen Power uh, against Detroit, a shot from the point that's clearly going wide. It literally def- deflects directly into the net off power. It's happened a couple times. So this stuff's going to happen. That's why you throw the puck on net because you never know. Stuff like that happens. So uh, <clears throat> I didn't hate Stillman's game. Labushkin on the one goal, I think he just – he, again, a guy that you know we were pretty pretty excited for once signing him because he saw the ability to play physically. Now we don't necessarily see the physical play ever since maybe the first couple of weeks of the season. But uh, guy's a turnover machine. Sometimes um, he has his great moments and he has his bad moments. I thought leading into the Detroit game, he'd been playing very well in these last two games. He just hasn't hasn't been you know on par uh, with the rest of the team. I I, I, I need more from Labushkin for sure. <clears throat> With that being said, guys, uh, I'm going to pull up uh, – I'm going to try and share my screen here. Pull up some highlights real quick before we get out of here. I know it's Saturday matinee game. We all kind of want to enjoy our Saturday. Um, and, again, I appreciate you guys obviously joining me uh, here, spending your time here uh, on the post game of I'll Hang Up and Listen. Let's see. Share screen. I'm going to bring up some of the highlights here that uh, – I'm going to post one of my own on the one goal in transition. After the Darlene shot block, uh, let's see. One second. I do want to bring this up too because this got a lot of uh, a lot of attention on uh, on Twitter. Um, not to pump my own tires here, but listen to this kid, Devin Levi. Listen to this kid's response uh, after after the Detroit game because this is phenomenal to me. This is absolutely phenomenal. I love his response. I love his swagger here. Check this out. After the tying goal, going into your first overtime in the league, shootout, you had to collect yourself about six times in that game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, the the, the pucks can go in at the end of the day. You're never going to play a perfect game. Um, so, you know, it's NHL's best league 
in the world. So, you know, you kind of you kind of just flip the page. It's going to happen. Um, and, you know, you got to love it. It's a little bit of adversity. It's not going to kill you. Um, so, you know, just going into overtime, still have an opportunity to win the game, going to shoot out opportunity to win the game. So it's just looking at opportunities rather than missed opportunities. So. There it is, five seconds left coming down against you in a breakaway. Just tell me what your mindset is at that moment. Bring it on. <laughs> I mean, you can't get – that. that's a Ryan Miller moment right there for me in the post game. I mean, I don't know if Ryan ever really even said those things. Bring it on. Um, one of the toughest things about being a goaltender is mentally being able to let things go. Because, and I've, I've said this a thousand times, uh, whether on two goalies, one mic, on here, on the post game, um, two of the, I think two of the hardest positions in all sports are pitcher in baseball and being a goaltender. Because at the end of the day, sometimes you're on an island by yourself. You know, you let a goal in, you hear a siren going off behind you, a team celebrating in your face. I mean, that doesn't really happen anywhere else in sports. And your team, you know, who's on the ice for the goal, they get to go to the bench, coach to get to pump their tires back up. Um, meanwhile, you're kind of standing there on an island by yourself. Same thing with a pitcher. You know, a game can be won and lost in one inning. You could have, you know, you could have, you know, a great, great, great four or five innings in a row. And then one inning, you give up eight runs. You know, it, 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 it's tough to be on that island by yourself. Same thing with a goaltender. You can let four goals in on six shots. And then all of, a, in, all of a sudden, your team is in this hole that they can't dig themselves out of. It's a tough position. To hear his response to that and just be like, a little adversity, it's not going to kill you. You know, it's not about focusing on uh, on the on the missed opportunities. You know, it's focusing on the opportunity you have in front of you and the future opportunities. And you love that response. You know, he's he doesn't let goals hang around with him mentally. He doesn't let them bug him. You know, he just moves on to the next shot. Like he says, turn the page. And, you know, that's one of the hardest things to find, that type of an attitude in a goaltender sometimes is because – you know, sometimes goalies, you know, I do it. I mean, granted, I'm not a professional or remotely close to a professional. I'm a thousand levels below a professional. But, you know, sometimes you're in a game and you let a rough goal in. You're like, you're still, th- you think about it. You think about it. You let it bug you. You know, you're, 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 it makes you nervous about the next shot. Um, Levi is not that type of a goaltender. You know, you could you could score eight times on him in one night and he'll, you know, they win the game. He has that kind of a smile on his face. He doesn't care. Um, he cares about winning. That's the only numbers that matter to him. I remember when texting Devin, uh, earlier in the season, I, I sent him a message. They had a graphic up on him about his numbers in college. And I, I, I gave him a little bit of a rib. I said, buddy, step your game up because he showed his previous year's number at Northeastern and this year's numbers in Northeastern. And they I mean, they were still phenomenal, but it was like, he was having a slightly worse season this year than he was last year. And I said, step your game up, bud. What's going on here? And I said, all jokes aside, having a great season. His response was, uh, thanks. I just want you know, I will not be looking at that picture because I do not look at my own stats. And he said, and it tells me the only stat that matters to him is did they win or did they lose? Um, and that's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, also a couple of clicks for him winning his second straight Mike Richter award as NCAA's best goaltender, the only total goalie in the awards history to win it twice. So, uh, you know, keep, we're going to need a, you know, pulled line from Jaws here. You're going to need a bigger trophy case, uh, Devin. Uh, so, um, but just to pull up some more uh, highlights here uh, after touching on that Levi uh, interview. One moment here. One thing, too, I want to bring this up, too, because this is pretty cool. Uh, first time since 2011, uh, 
I thought this was really cool and something to be really happy about whether you whether or what whether you make or make the, make the playoffs. Uh, how about that? Tage Thompson, they'll now 93 points. Uh, obviously, these were weren't updated at the end of the game. This was in the middle of the game. Jeff Skinner, you know, seven, probably 75 at this point. Alex Tuck, I'm not sure. Uh, Darlene, I think, has at least 72 points now, if you were to update that that graphic. Dylan Cousins, 66 points, 31 goals in the season. And then Middlestad, I think, now has 53. Uh, 53 or 54, I'm not sure if that – I'm pretty sure it's 53. But, I mean, this is the first time since 2011 you have six players over 50 points. That's insane. Insane. And, you know, as a Sabres fan, that has to make you ecstatic for the future. In some situations, maybe, 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 uh, not maybe. I mean, I, I saw it in the comments when I posted that, is that uh, you're depressed because you got that type of uh, – you got that type of season out of those players and you still didn't make the playoffs. So, you know, you make the playoffs, that graphic feels even better. If you don't make the playoffs, kind of sucks because you got – it feels like almost a waste. But it isn't a waste because – you, these players have taken huge steps in their development. You know, Casey Middlestat for sure. You know, he's proven that, you know, he can be a very reliable player on this team. Uh, Tage Thompson proving that it wasn't, he's not just a one hit wonder with that 38 goal season last year. Um, you know, Alex Tuck showing that he is a stud and that he is the centerpiece of that Jack Eichel trade. Uh, Dylan Cousins, uh, in his second year, having a phenomenal year. And, you know, I see a little bit, I, I've, I've mentioned in the past, I see a lot of Mike Peck at him. I also see a little bit of Nathan McKinnon, um, a mixture of those two players. I'm not saying like, you know, in sense of he's going to be a hundred point player. Maybe he will someday. I don't know. But like the way he's, he creates chances and the way he scores, I see a little bit of McKinnon in him. Um, and I definitely see Michael Peck at him too, for sure. Uh, I definitely want to share. This is a video I took during the game, and we can listen to this uh, right here. Uh, this is the Dolly, the Levi saved two Dolly blocks, and then in the goal in transition uh, by Tage Thompson. Um, this is phenomenal. This is this is such a great shift here. What a sequence! Big save. Transitions into the uh, huge shot block by Talene. Coming up right here. First block right there. And then watch right here. Boom. Boom. Gets the shaft on there. Transition up the you ice. Missed the you missed the first shot block even. Jordan Greenway in on the four check. Cousins. Cage. Hammers it just hammers it home. You love to see it, buddy. You'll love to see it, baby. Woo! Let's just watch this one more time. So they're in transition here. They're coming in the breakout. What a sequence. Yeah, enter the zone. Gain the zone. Big save. Levi save with the pad there. Transitions into the... Uh, Everybody's playing well positionally, though, there. shot block by Darlene. Coming up Playing right aggressive here. at their blue line. Big shot block by Darlene. Laying out the body. Boom. Darlene recognizing here. Darlene recognizing here, right here, where there's no coverage. That's Boom. where he goes. And then transition. I mean, that, the that, that's a top play of the season for me, especially if you make the playoffs. And let's just watch that goal one more time by Tage. What a shift! 
Good night. It's just hammers it Good home. night now. You love to see it, buddy. Good night now. Just a phenomenal shift there. Um, from 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 the defensive zone through the through the offensive zone. Uh, Darlene with two huge blocks. The second one being the most important. You know, you saw the play shifting to the one side. Darlene recognizes I have no coverage over here. He gets over there to the uh, back where the backdoor pass could go, and that's where it did end up going because the pro- play was broken up. And then he scoots over, blocks that shot. That's such a such a big heads up high I got high hockey IQ play from Rasmus Dahlin. Uh I can't stress that enough. So, um, yeah, I, I just just a phenom- phenomenal phenomenal performance from Rasmus Dahlin tonight or today. Sorry, and just the whole team in general. Um, we're gonna hit the peanut gallery here one last time before we head out. Um, let me see. Dwayne, let's go Sabres. We need depth, depth, more grit, more drive, more hitting. I thought they played very physical today. As I said before, you had a lot of big hits in this game from Stillman, from Samuelson, Darlene, even Henry Yoki Haru, I think had a decent, uh, played the body decently tonight. Casey's a Sabre, Adam and Don call him that he's sticking around. I, I agree. Well, he, he will be here next year. He signed through 2024 and then he's an RFA. Uh, let Connor know I'm always on the channel from Leafland, number one Sabres fan from Ontario, uh, Toronto. Hate the Leafs. I love to hear it, bud. We hate the Leafs too. Bring the rivalry back. What a great win against the hatchet face <laughs> Brindablow and his crew for uh, of interferers. I love that. Thank you, guy. That was awesome. They clutch and grab all over the ice. They do. Again, it's the most, it's the least called penalty in all of hockey, and it drives me insane. Absolutely drives me insane, um, without a doubt. Uh, let Connor know I have a pool party to go to with five ladies, hot tub, Latina. <laughs> I got to take a picture of this. I got to take a picture of this because uh, he's going to love – he's going to laugh his ass off because that's hilarious. Uh, don't mind me. I'm taking a picture of the screen here. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> um. All right, I guess there's two pool, two pool parties tonight. Hey, Dwayne, a trade just Victor Olofsson plus UPL Carmi for a late pick for and a, and a late pick for a higher pick. Your thoughts? I mean, I don't hate it. I don't think Olofsson's on this team next season. I think he's gone in the offseason. I mean, he's sitting in the press box right now. You know, he's a near 30 goal scorer, and he's sitting in the press box on a team that needs to score goals and, and win. So that tells you all you need to know how, how, the, uh, how the coaching staff feels about him right now. Um, Levi will back up versus Sens. So he'll get to wear the black and red. His jersey will go to a fan in attendance. So be there. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to make a case for myself to get that jersey. Let's go. Uh, Chris, I don't think we need higher picks now unless there's a D-man you want bad. We are backed up with prospects. Uh, Gar, the thing is I can't see us being able to get a consistent blue liner with those three players, even if we offer a pick with it. Uh, remember Ryan Johnson's season could end today. Will will, will undoubtedly end. Uh, you know, in the they are in the Frozen Four final, so um, no matter what, his season will be ending, and uh, we could see him in Buffalo this coming week. Let's hope so. So, um, if you call him Rod the Bond ever again, un, unsubscribed. Okay, I promise, we'll never call him Rod the that ever again. Devin Levi is this has is the size of flexibility of the dominator and the mentality and focus of Miller time. I, I agree. Uh, I just sent you Levi stop at the beginning of the game and I caught the Darlene power play goal. 
Uh, I was dead wrong about today, and I am happy about that. I'm not sure uh, what you were dead wrong about. Uh, maybe I just missed it on Twitter. Uh, Mauricio, do you have a Twitter account? He does. He is Terrible Towel. We found you, Mauricio. We know it's you. Terrible Towel on Twitter or whatever his handle is. We found him. So, uh, guys, I always love the comments. I always love pulling your guys' comments. For those who listen, you can uh, always join the conversation on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. I'll always pull up your comments here to join the join the conversation and uh, to have you more engaged. And I love your as opinions. Uh, Mauricio is, I think, our number one fan. Uh, the good, the bad, the ugly. He's uh, he's always here to give his opinion. So, and he's always calling out Connor when he's not here, which I love. I absolutely love it. They have a little rivalry going there. But guys, I'll let you go, uh, go enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Uh, uh, you know, I'll hang up and listen. Remember them brought to you. This is brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case over on Georgia Boulevard for all your Sabres game day, game night needs. Get over to Outlet Liquor. Tell them Dwayne, Connor, and Cully from Two Goalies when Mike sent you. They'll take care of you. Uh, again, have enjoy the weekend. Have a great Saturday evening, and let's go Sabres. Talk to you later. Hey, everybody, this is Dwayne from Two Goalies One Mike, a show where we give you a behind-the-mask coverage of the greatest sport on earth, whether it be happening right here in Buffalo or around the hockey world. Now you might be thinking, hey, Dwayne, why would I want to hear what you two idiots have to say about hockey? Well, first of all, rude. Second of all, we're bringing coaches, players, analysts from your favorite programs from ESPN to Sportsnet to TSN. We're always on it. If you're a Sabres fan or just a hockey fan, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can check us out at trainwrecksports.com. Thank you for your support, guys, and I'll hang up and listen. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. I'm Matt Kundal, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.